Welcome everyone to Oh Come On Sports. Oh come on. With Mike and Jesse. Um, we're here, we're watching the Seattle Green Bay game and in Seattle. There has not been a fail Mary yet, but you know, the night's still young. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got, we got the regular refs, so that we got probably the wouldn't happen refs. again. Yeah, yeah. But Green Bay could also implode. That has happened before in the NFC Championship game. So maybe we'll have some exciting things to uh, talk about on top of what we have for this uh, for this week. At least it's kind of an interesting game. I don't know if either team has hopes of the playoffs anymore. I don't but, think so. I but, think they're just uh, playing for pride. Oh, yeah. it's a good, good game catch. Oh, he dropped it. David Moore with a catch and drop. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. He had it too. Dude. Um, before we get started, I'd just like to uh, say, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Sporty Rants. You can message us there. Uh, message us anything. We're, we're, Mike's pretty good with uh, the banter. <laughs> and uh, if you have anything you want us to talk about, put it on there. We also have a Facebook page, Oh Come On Sports. You can get us on there. Uh, so, that being said, let's get to our first segment, which is the NHL. In the NHL, really the only big news is that the uh, the Kings suck. Yes, they do. The Penguins are sucking. Yes, they are. And they decided to swap parts to try to fix their woes. <laughs> That's a great it's, way to put it. It's basically what it is. Yep. Um, I kind of like this. So what the Kings traded Tanner Pearson to the Penguins for Carl Hagelin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of like the deal for the Penguins a little bit better because they got younger. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Pearson's also bigger. Controllable asset Controllable for, asset I, I believe, for down the road for two more years. Yeah. Uh, the Kings are old and slow, and they went and got older with this deal, which is confusing. But they got faster. Much faster. But they got faster. Much faster. Yes. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I read, I, I heard that with Hagelin, because he's, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year, that he could be flipped at the deadline if they continue to suck. Right, yeah. Which looks like it will be. <laughs> And the and the Kings think he can help their power pl- or uh, their penalty kill as well. They, uh, yep. they they need a guy there, but yeah, Tanner Pearson is the nice piece there in in my opinion for the Pit- Pittsburgh because like you said, they're getting a younger player, controllable asset. He's played quite poorly this year, but yeah. he's shown in the past that he can be good. He can be a nice piece when he yeah, and- he played with uh, Jeff Carter and uh, Toffoli, I believe. There, that was an awesome line. They're for talking a while. about trading Jeff Carter. Yeah. Uh, well, huh. Who's making like four point seven five mil? Um, but he he hasn't like I think after this year he has either three or four years left on his deal. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, I'm, now take this with a grain of salt. But you're hearing out of Toronto that Drew Doughty's available. That's a yeah. fucking lie. I've heard that out of Calgary today. I'm pretty sure that Drew Doughty has a no move clause. Like he has to with that contract. Like, he had to look. We're going to look it up on uh, Cap Friendly here. But he had to, when he signed that deal, you had to look at the roster and go, man, we're getting older. You know, maybe we're not going to contend. But I do like living in L.A., so I'll sign the deal. You know, that's kind of how I feel that he looked at it. Because he could have walked and gone to Toronto. Like, and and cho- chosen his, 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 uh, his team. So, like, they're talking about Dowdy and... and and then coming back would be like Needlander and something that, you know, what is it here? Uh, so he has a no-move clause 2018-2019. 
So that's this season. Last right now. That's this season. He's yeah. got a no move. Yeah. He's the last year of that deal. He's in, that's the last year of the current deal. And then, and then, oh, so there you go. A full no move was appended to the final year of the contract as part of the eight-year extension signed on July. Okay, but here's his here's his next contract, and it's a no move clause from 2019 through to 2023. Yeah, he he's not moving. He's not moving. There's no way. Interesting. There's no way. <laughs> because uh, Derek Wills, the Flames play-by-play guy, said that this morning as well, that he thought if the right offer came along for Doughty, he would be available. Which I'm sure the Kings would like that, but maybe he would. Maybe they would discuss it with him, obviously. Yeah, you'd have to You'd talk. have to get his... Uh, is, it, is it like the, the only way is if he goes home, I guess, to Toronto? Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe that's the only way. Um, or maybe he just says, you know, this team isn't going anywhere. I'm not the biggest part of the problem, but I'm not helping it right now. Maybe if maybe if I go somewhere else, I can get to pick where I go. I guess yeah. that would be the thing for him. Yeah, exactly. he would get to pick and choose exactly yeah, where he, he went. Yeah, he would give them a list, kind of like Jerome did here. Here's my top four teams. Yeah, the Flames messed that up too because Jerome switched his his decision after the fact. Yeah, right? he did because they had a better they deal had a better deal with Boston, Boston. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I want to go to Pittsburgh. And then they <laughs> end up in Boston anyway. Yeah. Which I love Jerome, but the Flames played that poorly. That yes. was the Flames bad on that one. Um. Also, uh, what I found was most interesting, at least from the Kings situation, is that they there were. I heard an interview with a beat writer for the Kings, and he said there's three untouchables on the team. It's Dowdy. It's um, it's uh, Kopitar, obviously, mm-hmm. and Dustin Brown. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, I don't. I, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Then, because yeah. if Dustin du- Dustin Brown's untouchable, then no. You're, yeah, and, he's and he's like, it's because of the leadership. And I'm like, what? What? I disagree. I, got, I respectfully disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, he got stripped of the captaincy. Like, you know what? I'll it's say, like what leadership? Yeah. Like, and and what I'll say is he's he's turned it around since Daryl Sutter was there, and he was having terrible years. He's turned it around since then, and kind of regained some of that form. I don't dislike I don't I don't dislike the player, but to say at this point in his career that he's untouchable is is wrong. Yeah, it's false. Yeah, very false. Yeah. Um. So that that's interesting. I think this is just the start of the Kings. Dismantling their tree, their team certainly um, looks like it. I'm surprised that they didn't get a pick back. Like, right. we, yeah, you got to take haggling because the money's got to work. But right. they didn't even get like a third rounder back or something. Like, I figured they'd go and try to mm-hmm. restock the cupboard a little bit. So curious about that. But I also wonder, Jim Rutherford. Rutherford's been a GM for what fucking forty years. Yeah. And Rob Blake's been a GM for two, maybe. Yeah, maybe oh. maybe Rutherford was like, "Listen to your son. This yeah. is this is how this works." Yeah, you know, like Jimmy Rutherford wakes up and makes a trade before he has coffee in the morning. That's like, right. That's, that's what, right. It's what he does. His quote just before that trade was that I'm a patient man until I'm not. Yeah. Okay. That describes him quite well. That's <laughs> yeah. why. That's why in Carolina, when he he was the GM and president of Carolina Hurricanes, and when he left, Ron Francis came in, and Ron Francis is the opposite of that. He's a we don't make any moves. No nope. draft. All draft. Yeah. All draft. All the time. And so that was quite the change. From but I uh, I disagree with that. Like 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 all draft. Draft should be like let's say seventy percent of your team composition. Yeah. But you need to trade and use free agency. Use all avenues that are available to you. Don't just go down one. Well, the thing is, everyone should want to draft well. Yeah. You should want to draft well and get free agents and make trades. It's everything. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it'll be interesting watching um, what the Kings do in the next few weeks here as they uh, continue to circle the drain. Um, <laughs> 
And locally, we're just, we'll just transition because I don't have any music for this. But uh, <laughs> uh, we here in Calgary for our 2026 Winter Olympic bid, the city had a plebiscite this past Tuesday on the 13th. And 360,000 people voted. And 56% of that said no. Yes, they did. Uh, now, they have spoken. The plebiscite was non-binding, but the federal and provincial money was tied was to the tied to the vote. Yes. Yeah. If it was a no, they were pulling the funding. So the, the dream is dead. It's over. Um, obviously, people who are on the yes side are pissed. Just like people who are on the no side would be pissed if it was the other way. Yeah. All I wanted to say was that from here, like, city council should not, like, like sulk about losing. Use this as an opportunity to be like, okay... We have to get the city back to what it was. How can we go from here? Don't sulk about it, you know, and build a new goddamn arena for real. That at least had enough. to be part of that. That at least had to be part of the deal. That might have changed the vote enough. I think so. If they would have had, if they would have put in that they're getting a new a new hockey rink in there, yeah. I think a, a lot of people would have voted yes. Yeah. But because there wasn't, there was only like a five thousand seat arena. Like, who the fuck needs that? So and yeah, yeah. That was it. Was it was kind of. Uh, what I think it was too, a lot of people were like, were were mad. They were saying, "Oh, I don't like seeing people celebrate that they voted no, and this was a no vote." And I disagree with that statement. I I don't think the people that voted no were happy to do it because I think all Calgarians would love to have the Olympics here. Yes, but I think the way that it was laid out by Bidco and City Council was not giving people enough information to make an educated decision. They were selling feelings and what it's going to bring feelings wise and it's gonna be so much fun which is great but calgarians are smarter than that and they they want to see some facts about this i agree i voted no i'll tell you right now i voted no and a lot of it was because they to me they weren't telling me telling me all the facts they i felt like they were hiding things and if you're hiding things then it's not as good of a deal as what you're telling me it is yeah. So why would I vote for it? Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, and I'm ashamed. I didn't vote. I'm, I'm glad you did, but I, I was I was going to, but I couldn't make it that day. But I'm still ashamed. And I you didn't. know what? I would have voted the same as you. What I'm glad about is that saying no. Tell tell the IOC that like the way they do things is is wrong. This whole bid process is it's corrupt. It's stupid. Walk away from them. Make make them change their policies. Yeah. That's how you make it happen. In what other situation in anyone's life would you want to get in bed with such a corrupt organization ever? Exactly. What? Exactly. How does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Green Bay with this shitty tackling. There we go. That's the Green Bay defense I know. <laughs> Have them stop for two yards and then let them rumble for 10 after that. There you go, D. 21-17 for the Packers. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's get back to some 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 other news. Let's go to the NBA. If I can find my button here, there it is. All right, Mike, the dream's dead, man. We no, pushed, I think it's we, we pushed for Jimmy buckets. Yeah, we pushed, but and I think then, we changed and then our we mind. cooled. We, then we, we cooled. cooled. Now he's with the 76ers. The dream is officially dead. Good. He ain't coming to the Raptors. That's it's okay. It's over. That's okay. And it's I'm, over. And I'm kind of glad the story's done. It was it was dragging a little bit. And and I just I felt like like they needed to get this done. And oh, I, for I think sure. I think the return that they got 
shows that they needed to get this done. Yes. Because and, it was and no- it shows that they should have probably traded him in training camp to get more. Because the return was not great. They traded Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton to the 76ers for Robert Covington, who's a 3 and D. Dario Sarich, yeah. who is like a stretch four. Yeah. Jared Bayless, who I think was just a throw in to make the money work. Backup point guard. And a 2022 second round pick. So there's not even a first round pick in there. Not even. And, and it's four years from now. Yeah. Like, what? So you went from having the Rockets offering you four first rounders. That, and, that was out there that the Rockets offered. And, and that. you're like, no, no, we don't want that. Give us that 2022 second rounder, baby. Like, are you so concerned with with the Rockets being in your conference that you wouldn't do that? Because that seems insane. Like, yeah. get the first round picks and rebuild. But the Rockets aren't in their conference. They're in the West. Timberwolves are in the West. Oh, they are. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Minnesota's not in the West, but Timberwolves are no, in yeah, the yeah. West. No, yeah, it's one of those weird things. Like, it was like Detroit was in the Western Conference in the NHL for the longest time. That's true. That doesn't make That's, any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Um, interesting move for the Sixers. Uh, I heard that there was no talk beforehand with Butler Camp about signing an extension right away. Yeah. So they, if they don't sign him to an extension for what they gave up, I think it's a good move by the Sixers. Still makes sense. Um, and I, I guess that's why they didn't have to give up as much because they're saying, we don't know if he's going to sign with us. So this might be a one-year thing. You yeah. better take this. Um, I hope that uh, Simmons and Embiid are stronger mentally to deal with Butler's craziness. Like like his, his intensity. His intensity, yeah. Because Wiggins and Cat did not have the, the mental fortitude to deal with this stuff. No, they didn't. And it, it looks like what Butler's been saying about those guys is kind of true. There's been a lot of that a lot of that showing lately that what he was saying is true, but also having the guy point that out doesn't help your confidence in that area either. No, so no. even though it might be true, it probably wasn't the best move for him to say that if he wanted that team to succeed. And did you hear that like two weeks or even the week before he got traded, a report came out that he was telling teammates that he's taking the night off for certain games, like he's like, I know I'm in the starting lineup, but I'm gonna go like 50% this game. Really? Yeah, he was telling his teammates this, and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like talk about not endearing yourself to your teammates at all, you know? Yeah. Holy, like I just couldn't believe it. Um, now I got some rumored deals here that the T Wolves wanted for cert- from certain teams uh, that they had talked to. One of the teams they talked to was the Pelicans, and they wanted Drew Holiday and multiple picks. Uh, and the multiple picks would have been like a combination of first and seconds in different years, not all in the same two years or something like that. But it would have been spread spread around. Um, that I understand why they would want that. We of course they want. We that. just saw Drew Holiday recently, and he looks awesome. Yes, uh, from the Miami Heat, they wanted Josh Richardson and multiple first round picks. Uh, from the Washington Wizards, they wanted Bradley Beal and multiple first round picks. So they were asking for. They had. They had brought down their offer, their their ask though, because when they first wanted to trade them, it was a we want like a, a like a star type player, plus a rotation piece, plus a young player, plus first round picks. <laughs> yeah, like it was like this gamut of stuff. And and in these deals, they're like, okay, we'll just take a star of picks then. Fine, fine. Well, and obviously, when we were talking about those deals, we. What we were getting is just what the team was asking, not what he was worth. Yes. So it was, yeah, that was obviously really early on in those stages. And now when you see the deal happening, you're like, okay, that's what he's worth. Yeah. <laughs> so the Rocker, the Rockets 
the rumor is they offered four first rounders, but this was re- uh, reported by Adrian Wojnarowski. Did I say his name? Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. But I'm gonna just call just him call Woj. him Woj. Uh, the Rockets offered Eric Gordon, Nene, and two firsts for Butler. Uh, they obviously didn't accept that. And the Pelicans offered Nikola Mirotic yep. and an unprotected first, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because who would offer an unprotected first after what the Nets did with Garnett and Pierce? Granted, Butler's younger. Yeah. But... Yeah, it, it that, was screwed, the de- that was the deal screwed, that kept on giving. Yeah, it screwed over their franchise for at least six years, and it built the Celtics to what they are. Because they used one of those unprotected firsts to get Kyrie Irving. Yeah. They and and like it's just like, yeah. why would you offer that? So I thought that was insane. But the Pelicans must they, have been they drafted guys like Tatum and Brown. Tatum Brown with yeah. those picks. Uh, the Pelicans must have been thinking if they got Butler, then there was a good chance that they would be Anthony. a good team. And Anthony Davis would stay. Maybe right? yeah. So that that's probably what they're thinking. Um, that would be a good look, Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler be tough. Um. I am surprised that the T-Wolves gave in and got so little back for him. But at the same time, I'm not because you waited so long to make the deal. We've been saying it the whole time. They should have made this move a long time ago. And they waited, and that's what you get when you wait. You know, and seeing this deal here, the Raptors could have done something. If they wanted to. Of course they could have. Right? Like, for what they gave up, they could have done something. Shit. And so, yeah, I think the Raptors probably feel at that point it's not even worth their time. Well, yeah. To look at it. And they're 12 and 3. It's not like they're 3 and 12, right? Even though they've lost two in a row. But it's okay. It's okay. The The Warriors are imploding. Draymond Green's fighting Kevin Durant in the locker room. Getting suspended for it by his own team and fined. They're imploding. It's Raptors season, baby. Yeah. It looked like uh, Kevin Durant, after after that happened, on his way off the floor, he said, you could see him mouthing the words, that's why that's, I'm out. That's why I'm out. That's yeah. why I'm out. Yeah. So well, yeah, who knows? You... you Eagles eventually got to get in the way. Like they, they, they constructed a super team through drafting for the majority of it and signing a free agent. Yeah. Um, but eventually they're all so good. Eagles got to get in the way, and for there's sure. only one ball. For sure. You know. And uh, I, I, like I don't love love Kevin Durant, him and his personality, but I definitely understand why a guy like him would say, oh, "I'm not going to put up with that. I'll just go somewhere else." Yeah, exactly. And he's got his ring. Yeah. He he got his ring. Yeah. He's. And honestly, he could go to another team and make with he could team up with some other superstars yeah. and make whatever team he goes to another superstar. I heard contender. a couple of people saying the Lakers, like like reporters mm. and stuff. Well, that was a bad throw, Rogers. That was a that bad would be throw. interesting for sure. Um, Le- LeBron looks like he's starting to to bring it a little bit now. Yes, there was yes. a bunch of rumors oh. at the beginning of the season that he wasn't serious about basketball and that he was he, he was just in L.A. because he was going to be an actor after his career and he didn't care. And which now, he is, yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. But he cares. But he still cares. He cares. Basketball and is why he is who he is. By the way, they're seven and three in their last ten. The Lakers. So yeah, they're doing. Okay they're they're now. turning it around. You know what? Every, and. This made me laugh because every time LeBron goes to a new team, when he first got drafted by the Cavs, when he went to the Heat, when he went back to the Cavs, when they went to the Lakers, they start off sluggish because the team's got to get used to LeBron and his his way. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes time. It's not. It's this isn't a video game. You don't just did he get him? Did he get him? He got him. Oh, oh my Devontae God! Adams, great catch. He dropped it. I don't. I'm just kidding. I don't he think did, he, did. he did. I don't think he did. But <laughs> he did at the end. All right. I'm playing them in fantasies. So that's heartbreaking. <laughs> After all the uh, trash talking I did. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was talking about. But oh, 
LeBron James, it takes a while for them to get used to his intensity, the way he wants things done. And he's got these young kids like Lonzo Ball. Have you noticed? And this has been so nice since LeBron went there. We don't hear from LeVar Ball at all. Yeah. That motherfucker is like gone. Because you know LeBron's like, I don't want to hear from your fucking dad. You keep him away from me. I think that shows the power of LeBron. Because, exactly. Because nobody has been able to silence he that He is man. my new favorite player for silencing LeVar Ball. I've always loved LeBron. I don't understand the hate. He's my new favorite player. I do not understand the hate. Love that man. Yeah, I don't understand the hate either. You know, it's everyone comparing him to Jordan, you know? Oh, yeah. Which I don't understand. He's more Magic Johnson than he was than Jordan. That's a better comparison you for know, sure. Kobe. Is the guy you compare to Jordan. Kobe was like Jordan. Deadly exactly. scorers, yeah. ruthless. That's the guy you compare to Jordan, not LeBron. Yeah, no, that's a good Just because they wear the same number does not mean they are the same type of player. I agree. 100%. All right, let's get to some NFL. Well, a graphic just came up that said Devontae Adams, 10 receptions, 166 yards. So Take that, Mike. At least he doesn't have a touchdown, I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then I still have to face uh, Connors and Melvin Gordon as well, too. Oh, so piece I'm, of cake, I'm right? sure this will go well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you're in line for the win this week. And I've been, like, trash-talking for no, no real, <laughs> with, no, with no real backing up of my team, so we'll see. There you go. Come on, Aaron Jones. Oh, good stiff arm. Oh. We're going to false forward Aaron every Jones. time. We said, this, right. we said this earlier. That's why Mike McCarthy has got to go. Because if you don't put Aaron Jones in your... If it takes you to week eight to figure out Aaron Jones as a player, you probably are done as a coach. You need to get fired. But we've got new... we got Le'Veon Bell news. Now we... It's over, right? It's over. He didn't come back. <laughs> so he's not coming back. He's not coming back. I predicted he was coming back. He is not coming back. This was an interesting story. Yes. Because every week it was like, oh, he's coming back this week. He's going to report by 4 p.m. on Tuesday for the new league week because he can't can't miss all the money. And every week he just would not show up, you know? Yeah. And, I, and every week it's like they found something new in the contract or the collective bargaining agreement where they're like, oh, no, there's this tag and there's this yes, tag. And yes, it, it all It's actually this deadline and that deadline. And you know what? I want to know if he actually was in Pittsburgh. This past this past week, or if it was just like a psycho or something like that, because well, people were saying they saw him there. They saw him there, but like, why were you there just to psych people out so you could not show up? Like, why even go back to Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe he was just taking care of some business in the place he used to live. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, he doesn't need to go back to the stadium and get his uh, get his clothing. That was interesting because the the team was just taking everything. I think it was good natured. I think so too. You know. I- they reported that he he didn't text Big Ben. Well, maybe he thinks Big Ben's a dick and he doesn't want to deal with him. But he could be friend. He likes Juju. Yeah, you know that's true. Well, Ju- oh. Juju's always said positive things about him throughout yeah. this whole and, thing. And I guess he's been he's been messaging James Conner throughout the entire season, giving okay. him giving him advice and and yeah. and, and, and all this stuff. Uh, so he's done for the year. He will be a free agent going into the next year, twenty nineteen season. Um, now the Steelers can do two things. Or three things. They can let him walk, number one. Number two, they can franchise tag him. But a third franchise tag is the average of the top five paid players overall, which is quarterback money, which is $25 million. So they're not going to do Spoiler that. Spoiler alert, they are not going to do that. <laughs> if they weren't going to sign him long term for like the $19 million that he wanted, I think is what it was. I think, and 
they're not going to sign him for 25. There's no, no way. No, of course not. Um, the other thing they could do is they could transition tag him. Right. We talked a little bit about this last week, but yes, there's we, even so, you have a little bit more on this even it's now. Like, it's like restricted free agency in hockey. You could get There could be offer sheets. He, if you're transition tagged, that player can still take in offers from other teams, and then the Steelers have a chance to match the offer within seven days. There is no draft pick compensation if they decide to let him walk. Mm-hmm. The, the, and there's also another thing about it. This actually kind of hinders the team that he comes from, right, too, if they transition him because then they're on the hook for a certain yes. percentage so, or a certain, certain time, time of duration. So each team can only use one transition tag or franchise tag per year, okay? So that's why you don't see teams handing out six of these fucking things every season because there's only one. Yeah. If the transition tag is placed on the player, the team then cannot use the transition tag again until the contract is expired, even if he's not on the team. Right. So if the Indianapolis Colts go to him and sign him to a four-year, $60 million deal, all guaranteed money, let's just say, it's probably going to be more, but something like that, for four years, the Steelers cannot transition take any other player on their roster. Right. So, so yeah, this is something you can use it, and then you could be on the hook. Not you're not on the hook. That's the wrong way to put it. But they, it hinders you. You can't. You don't have that in your arsenal to use on someone exactly. else. Exactly. For and that duration of that contract. You look contract. at what James Conner is doing in that offense. You know they're going to want to work within the confines of the CBA to do to do the same thing that they did to Bell to Conner. It, right, and it's it, it's, it's awful. It's within the it's within the Steelers' right to do that. Yep, and it's within Lev Bell's right to do what yes. he's done. You I, know what? I I I am I'm proud of him for doing this. He sat out and said, "You know what? This system sucks. I am not doing this." And you, you what he needs to do now is his, his next contract needs to be fully guaranteed. That's what he needs to negotiate. Fully guaranteed. Set the precedent, man. You're the star. Show everyone that's coming into the league that this can be done. Yeah, and and this story is not dead, actually. I, I was kind of celebrating the fact we don't have to talk about this, but we'll be talking about this for a while to come until Lev Bell signs a new contract because exactly. that, that's going to be huge news again. Now, he can't sign till March yeah. next year, just by the way. So maybe we'll be quiet for a little bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, and then the last thing in the NFL that I want to touch on, just because I cannot believe this, Hugh Jackson got another job in the NFL. The Cincinnati Bengals have hired him as a special assistant to the head coach. I have a theory. Okay, about tell me. This. Tell me. They're clearly just buying him for the rest of the year for two games where they play the Cleveland Browns. Oh, to get insider info. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I bet you they would gladly just have him on their staff for the rest of the season to get info on those two games. That is that's fair because I never yep. thought of that because I was thinking in my head I'm like, why the hell would you go out? And get a guy that was three thirty six and one, well, and I'm a hundred percent with you. I you know, I, and I know he used to coach in Cincinnati, and him and Marvin Lewis are buddy buddy. But yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is the point of this? Well, and then here's the other thing: Marvin Lewis isn't capable of of <laughs> handling a team himself. He's, That's true. He's That's been true. there. I know he's been in Cincinnati for a very long time, but I don't think he's helped that franchise as much as he's maybe held it back. Uh, at the beginning, I think he helped greatly. Yeah. But lately, less. he's less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a better way to put it. I was probably a little harsh. But he, uh, I think it's one of those things. He's been there since 2007? 2007 or 2008. He's been there over, like 10 years. So you can also have a stale, you, stale message. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you don't think Andy Dalton's hurt his fucking 
hype up speech every day. He's like, oh my god, just shut up, Marvin. I get it. Yeah, no kidding. Get it. I saw a great uh, video of Sean McVay uh, during the uh, Rams Seahawks game. Yeah. Where when Aaron Donald was getting into it with Britt. And uh, it was funny, too, because the, the, it was on Twitter, of course, and the tweet said, uh, watch Sean McVay run a 4.3 40-yard dash to get in between Donald and Britt. And, <laughs> and he did. He, he was he was right in there. Gunning it up there to get in between them, but then showed amazing leadership after that, like getting Aaron, Don- getting Aaron Donald settled down. He's like, he's like, hey, man, you need to go back on the field. Like, this is, it's, your defense is on the field next. Get ready. Yeah. And, and, then, and then he called him back after he said that. He's like, Aaron, Aaron, come here. And he's like, look at me. And he's like, he's like, this is why you're great, man, because you're gonna go win the game now. And and it was such an awesome show of leadership by Sean McVay. Yeah, and it what what's crazy too is that he's such a young coach, and he and he he demands that respect from his players, you know, because it would be so easy for the players to be like, fuck you, you're just a kid. But he gives them the respect too, so yep. that's why he commands it because he gives it to them. But yep. he but he's he's challenging Aaron Donald there in a way that's saying, man, you're great because you're gonna overcome. Your anger right now towards Britt, and yeah. you're going to channel this into a play that's going to going to win the game for us. And Aaron Donald proving that you don't need training camp to lead the league in sacks. Just by the way, like ridiculous. He's a goddamn monster. That guy. He's he's one of the best defensive players I've ever seen. And Tyler Lockett's taking the game over here. Here we go. Tyler, Tyler Lockett has been a great fantasy play this year for the first time. He was always like kind of tantalizing yeah. before. Yeah. You're like, ooh, I like kind of like it. Boomer bust, you know. And yeah. then this year, he's actually a target, and he's done very well, very well. He's always um, had the skills. All right, so I think it's time for Mike to to earn us some money here. Let's go. That was a great throw by Wilson. He put it in the one place where Williams couldn't get to it. That was a great throw. Really great like throw. All right. I like Russell Wilson. All right. We were one and two last week again, and I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> okay. My God. The New England Patriots shit the bed against the Titans. Yes, they did. They did not look good. I mean, good on the Titans, I guess. Whatever. The Saints did, <laughs> did cover against the Bengals for us. But then also the uh, Jacksonville Indy game. I was looking at the under for the 47, and it was looking good for a bit. But then in Jacksonville the end, made that yeah, come back to, yeah. to get. I, I shouldn't to get over. I shouldn't depend on teams that aren't that good to really do anything. So yeah. that, that, that's my bad on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we, three more as usual for you this week. Uh, I'm going to start out with Carolina at Detroit, and go. Carolina is uh, minus three and a half in this game. I'm going to go with them. They have been their last game was not that good against the Steelers. Yeah, against the Steelers, but I think the Steelers are a very good team. Yes, and Carolina is going to have ten days to prepare for Detroit. Exactly, because they right? they played on Thursday night yeah. last week, and they're going to be pissed. Yeah, and Detroit gives up a lot of rush yards, and Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey are having a whale of a time the last three or four weeks. So absolutely, and on top of that, too, Detroit's offensive line is pure garbage, basically. Yes, it is. And Carolina, Feel bad for Stafford. Yeah, Carolina will uh, dial up some blitzes, and I think they're going to win this one uh, by more than three and a half. Okay. Uh, Carolina six and one straight up in the last seven against Detroit. Uh, McCaffrey's been great. 
I hate those trends. Like, I, I even as I say six and one straight up in their last seven against Detroit, I don't even know why I say that. I hate that trend yeah. type of information. Well, the ones that make me laugh are when it's NFC versus AFC, and they're like, "Oh, there's it's six and one against like the Patriots against the Eagles," yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah." They played seven games in the last twelve years. Like, how? It's not even the same goddamn team. How was that yeah. a trend? You know, something else is that is funny too. Is I could do even though I think Carolina is going to win that game, I could write this same thing for Detroit and just and, and make points for Detroit too. Yeah. So that's the way stats are. Yeah. Like you you can manipulate them. But yep. but anyway, Carolina minus three and a half in that game. All right. The next one, we were, you and me were talking about this one earlier. Philadelphia at New Orleans. This is a fairly big total in this game. 56 is the total in this game. Uh, it's in New Orleans. Obviously, New Orleans can put up some points. Uh, Philly's a good team, but they're not necessarily known for putting up points, so uh, we were looking at the under on this. Uh, yeah, the under. And I also think Philly's D is going to take this as an opportunity to... Uh, Show what they're made of. Yeah, and they're going to come up and, and step up and try to try to smash them in the mouth a little bit. I could see this being like a... Um, like a... 27-24 game is kind sure. of what I'm thinking. And I'm, I'm even thinking New England can put, or pardon me, New Orleans, they can even put up more points. I could see them being in the 30s and maybe Philadelphia just kind of just not getting there type of thing too. Yeah. I like both teams, but I think New Orleans is a stronger team this year. So yeah. we're going to go with them on the well, second the, game, under the, 56. And the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing uh, for two reasons. When you win the Super Bowl, people want all your players and all your coaches Right, because you're you're the hot new thing. Yes. So you lose guys in free agency, you lose your coaches, and it's tough to replace those guys. That's a good point. Uh, secondly, you get everybody's best shot when you when they're when you're coming to town. They say this is the fucking Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Let's go out and smash them in the mouth and show them what we're made of. Yeah. Every single guy gets up for you. That's very. That's a good point. I'm also interested to see if Golden Tate gets a little bit more action in. Uh, Playing this week, like it was for fantasy it, purposes, Mike. Well, no, he might he might be on my bench this week, no matter what. But I, but I'm, but I'm wondering for Philadelphia's sake, actually, in this case, like I, I would, they should get him more involved if they yes, possibly they can. I, yes. I, I think he'll be a little bit more involved this week because uh, he's had a little bit more time to learn the playbook. So we'll see about that. Final game is going to be Pittsburgh at Jacksonville, and Pittsburgh is a minus five point favorite on this. And you're taking... I'm taking Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, Pittsburgh looks really strong this year. They're they're one of the strongest teams, I think, in the league this year. Jacksonville, the they got Fournette back last week, and they were in a tight game with the Colts, but their their luster has kind of worn off. Their D isn't what it was. It's that, not. That's, that's how a, they won yeah. last year. Their yeah. D was so good that Blake Bortles didn't have to come from behind cuz once Blake Bortles has to come from behind the game's over. And what happened? He can't to, do that. What happened to them? Like they didn't lose anybody on D, right? What what Ramsey's been hurt the last few weeks. Uh, and I think I I honestly think they believe their own hype. I heard Calais Campbell saying before the year that they're going to go 16 and 0. Like pump the fucking brakes, dude. You ain't going 16 and 0. There's no way. There's no way. No, you, you have Blake fucking Bortles as your quarterback. You are not going 16 and 0. Well, that was the only reason they were good last year because of the defense. Because they have Bortles, they need to have amazing defense. But if yep. the defense can't keep up that pace, then they're they're going to be in trouble. And it looks like they're there right now. And Pittsburgh is flying. Uh, their offense is moving the ball. Uh, Antonio Brown is back catching all these balls. Juju Smith-Schuster is a great complimentary player. Connors is taken right over from Lev Bell. He's a beast. 
But on top of that, I actually like the way their defense is playing more. Their pass rush has been crazy yeah, the last few weeks. Absolutely. They've been getting after the quarterback, and that's going to cause a whole lot of problems for Bortles. Yep. Also, Jacksonville beat them twice last year. They beat them regular season, and they beat them in the playoffs. You don't think Pittsburgh wants to go into their house and kick their ass? Different different situation this year. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the guys I've been watching on defense, Stefan Tuitt. Uh, Bud Dupree and TJ Watt. They've all been fantastic on yeah. that defense this year. So uh, I like them. Uh, Pittsburgh minus five and a half. There you go. There take it to go. the bank. Take it to the bank. Don't spend too much money though. Okay? Yeah, take it to the little bank. Just a little bank. Just a little bank. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a good night. We'll, we'll drop another one next week. See you next week.